This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. So glad to have back uh, the former U.S. representative from Hawaii. We're heard out in Hwaii every day in KGH. Um, uh, and also former um, uh, candidate for U.S. president, it's Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi, how are you? Aloha from Hawaii, Joe. I'm actually in Hawaii right now. It's good to be talking to you, as always. Yeah, it's good to have you on. You know, I was told very early on in Hawaii, it's not Honolulu, it's Honolulu. <laughs> very good <laughs> it's a, a little bit a little bit faster i think we on the mainland over here didn't really didn't realize that glad to talk to you today i know how busy you are uh first of all every bit of video that you post is amazing whether it's a workout video or you talking about freedom and liberty or you breaking down what happened to Thank you in 2020 you. Uh, every single thing you do if you're not consuming what tulsi gabbard is putting out go follow her everywhere and also check out her new podcast tulsi gabbard show just go to tulsigabbard.com i want to jump into 2020 if you don't mind because uh, I, I think the first rigging of anything, and this is my word, not yours, of any election was the Democrat side when you scared the bejesus out of everybody who thought that they were a shoe in In that first debate, you stood there, held your ground, called people out on what they said, and you're the most Googled person like on the planet that night. And then there was an active move to stop you from getting in any sort of visibility again, wasn't there? Yeah, that's exactly right, Joe. And and this issue really speaks to the, the threat to our democracy here uh, in America. For me, in my own personal experience, you were right. I, I you know, I was the most searched candidate of the night, not, not only in the first debate, but I believe in the second, possibly yes. the third. Uh, but in that first debate, most searched candidates, the outcome we were hoping for, we were prepared with our Google ad account so that uh, when people searched for my name to try to figure out, hey, who is who is Tulsi Gabbard? What is she about? Uh, why is she running for president? That they would they would see the truth and the information that that I actually was putting out versus whatever the Google bosses wanted to put out about me. Uh, but unfortunately, Google suspended our ad account so that that did not happen without any explanation and uh, with no response to our many, many attempts to try to determine what the issue was and why the account was suspended. And then, of course, magically after that window closed, uh, our, our account was, was reinstated and the suspension was lifted. To this day, uh, we've never gotten any kind of explanation from Google about why that happened. And obviously, at that very uh, critical moment uh, in the presidential Democratic primaries uh, in 2020. And so, the, the point here is not woe is me. The point here is that the power of these big social media and tech companies uh, working hand in hand with uh, the political establishment in Washington and uh, working hand in hand with the mainstream media to determine who they want voters to be exposed to, who they want voters to hear from, and what messages uh, they want them to hear uh, this is the real threat to our democracy, and we've seen this play out, uh, again, uh, most prominently with uh, 
these this this cabal of, yeah. of powerful powerful entities also working with the national security state when we saw weeks before the election the pres the general election in 2020 how work again working hand in hand uh these 51 senior intelligence officials working with the media working with big tech stopped uh the american voters from seeing what what, what were the contents of hunter biden's laptop what did it tell us about Joe Biden, and why was it important for voters to know this before the election? They, they saw it as a threat and abused their power in order to prevent the American people from knowing the truth. This is, this is what stealing, the democracy, stealing our democracy looks like, and this is the threat that we all need to be aware of as we head into yet another consequential election. Were we too naive as an, an American public to believe that Facebook was really about sharing pictures and, and Instagram was about that too? And, you know, if you go on that Twitter, that's kind of cool. You can say where you're going to go to dinner tonight and maybe post a picture of your food. Um, it really turns out that they, they, they tricked us, in my opinion. They lured us in. They said, hey, Pags, bring your following. Gabbard, bring your following. And if you do, we'll verify you. And everybody will see everything that you post. When in, in reality... What they did was they took our following and don't show them anything. But they take our following and then they hide us or don't let us buy ads or suspend us for saying hydroxychloroquine works. I, I think there was there was some uh, hope of, of at least fairness. Yeah. I think that was that was really the thing is, you know, hey, we, we know we're up against some of the most powerful forces in the country and the planet. Uh, but at least, you know, people like you and I will have the opportunity to, to, to make sure that our voice and our message is heard. Right. Um, that, that has been proven now time and time again through the release of the Twitter files and other things to have, have not been the case. Uh, and, and, and the depths, I, I think, yet to be exposed is the depths of collusion between these big social media tech companies uh, and, and those in power. And what is their goal? What is their objective? Their, their goal is to censor and silence anyone who dares to expose them, to challenge whatever their narrative or so-called truth of the day is that, that uh, supports them either getting, maintaining, or growing their power and influence over the American people. The more they are able to control what information we see and get and what we are allowed to say, the more they are able to uh, force compliance and to try to force us to conform and accept, uh, you know, again, there are so many examples of this, but but so much of the so-called woke uh, ideologies that they're that they're pushing on us. Go to TulsiGabbard.com. You can go and check it out there. Also, uh, she's a lieutenant colonel, Thank U.S. You. Army Reserve. She's a former U.S. rep, former candidate for president. Why were they so afraid of you? And let me let me throw a couple of reasons out. Maybe you can tell me it's none of these things. But were you so well versed on what you believed as a blue dog Democrat, somebody who was an old school Democrat, or were they afraid that you would grab some people from the right side because you were telling the truth? You didn't really seem to care about the politics of it. What what, what scared them about you? You know, Joe, I'd say it's a few things. Number one, I had made very clear throughout my eight years in Congress and in my campaign for the presidency that I was someone that they could not control. I think that was really at the heart of it. And when you look at the, the power, the stranglehold, the military-industrial complex has on on the permanent Washington establishment. You look at the stranglehold uh, industries like Big Pharma has yes. on permanent Washington. Uh, there there are a number of others, but but their power, their ability to maintain power is centered on their ability to control those who serve in these elected positions and in the un- unelected positions as well. 
And so they saw in me somebody that they could not control, somebody that could not be bought, and that was, you know, I, driven by a desire truly to be of service uh, to the American people in our country, work for the well-being and interest of the American people in our country, not for any specific industry or corporate uh, corporate power. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the thing that scares them about people throughout the COVID pandemic who were speaking the truth and were immediately silenced and banned and censored. Uh, people who speak the truth about, you know, the, the foreign policy decisions, decisions about war and peace that our leaders are making that directly counter our own national security interests. Uh, they, they are afraid of those who challenge their power. The truth challenges their power. A free people and a free society challenges their power. And that, that really is, is the takeaway here that I hope your listeners um, have is understanding that our, our God-given rights and freedoms enshrined in the Constitution Bill of Rights are directly under attack, are, are under threat. What do we do about it? We must exercise our freedoms and lift our voices because there is nothing that terrifies those in power more than a free people who think for ourselves, who, who, who can uh, make our own decisions and vote accordingly, not just vote in lockstep, but vote accordingly. Vote who, who is committed to the Constitution, who is actually committed uh, to being a courageous leader that acts in the best interest of the American people in our country. That's the change we need to see to ensure we are once again led by a government of, by, and for the people. Again, we agree on all that. TulsiGabbard.com, go to the website. Lieutenant Colonel, uh, U.S. Army Reserves, former U.S. Representative, and, and just a great host of her show. You'll see her on Fox all the time, all these other networks, and thank God we get access to you here as well. To the 51, um, we know that they were recruited. It's now been said by this ex-CIA chief that the recruiter was uh, Anthony, Anthony Blinken. I don't know if you say Anthony or Anthony. There's no H in there. Either way, but Blinken allegedly was the guy who was on Biden's campaign who allegedly put this letter together. He denies it, but but then again, there are people who are in the know who say, no, no, he's the guy. Um, the 51 haven't apologized. They haven't taken anything back that they said. They allege, they said, no, no, we just said it had the earmarks that it could be. No, no, that changed the election. When Biden had that ammunition the night before that debate with Trump, he was able to say 51 either uh, current or former U.S. Uh, intelligence chiefs or, or bosses say this is Russian disinformation. The American public believed that, and they weren't allowed to go see what was on Hunter Biden's laptop because that was being squelched and squashed by big tech. We know, Tulsi, that 10 to 15 percent of those who voted for Biden now say they might not have had they known about that laptop being real and not Russian disinformation. So what happens now? Does Blinken get impeached? Does anybody uh, you know, face the music on this? What should happen? Uh, Anthony Blinken should not, he, he is unfit. He is unfit and frankly dangerous to be serving as our country's Secretary of State, as our country's representative uh, to the world. Uh, you, you, look at, you look at the danger of, of, and, and corruption in, in a guy like him who is so willing to weaponize, uh, weaponize the CIA, essentially weaponize the intelligence community to benefit uh, Joe Biden in winning the presidency during a very critical time in that case. It was just weeks before the election, as right. you said, that this happened. And and so willing to blatantly lie to the American people about it now, even as he sits in this one of the highest offices in the country, as Secretary of State, blatantly saying, I did not have anything to do with that. Uh, when the deputy CIA chief has testified under oath before Congress 
that that letter would not have happened if not for Anthony Blinken calling him and instigating it. Now, did he use the words, write this letter or do this specific action? Only the two of them know that. Right. But, but the fact remains that, as you know, in Washington, what would happen? What would happen if one of the most senior confidants of likely the next Democratic president of this country calls somebody at a, at a high level at the CIA and hints that, hey, uh, maybe this is something that should be addressed. However it was, however it was communicated, uh, there are very clear signals that people can read uh, that, that would have instigated that kind of action, and very clearly it did. Again, Mike Morell, uh, you know, testifying before Congress under oath that that letter would not have occurred without Tony Blinken's phone call. Tony Blinken is dangerous, and he's in a very powerful position uh, and should not, should not be allowed to continue there. People are saying, oh, he should go testify before Congress. Fine, testify before Congress, but this, is, this has gone beyond a fact-finding mission here. Uh, he needs to be removed from his position. I couldn't agree more, but, but see, here's the thing. You've got Comer, you've got Jordan. I've had them both on. I love them. They're doing yeoman's work. They're trying their best, but we're yet to impeach anybody. Biden could have been impeached on Afghanistan alone. I think that uh, you and I could probably have a discussion about that at some point, but when it comes to Blinken, this guy is not going to go to prison, the guy who, who testified that Blinken was the guy who put the letter together. He's not going to go to prison for Blinken or anybody else. He's telling the truth, at, at least I believe that he is. And then you've got uh, this case now where you've got a whistleblower from the FBI saying the DOJ has a letter proving Joe Biden was taking bribes to set policy as vice president. What, Tulsi, why don't you think we've impeached Biden or Mayorkas, who's broken the border, or, or Blinken? It's like the Republicans' response is, well, we couldn't get it through the Senate. Screw it. Let the Senate say no and let them look bad about it. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that, Joe. I, I think that it's incumbent. It's it's a you know un, a unfortunate excuse that's so often used in Washington is well we can't get it past the other side. Uh, that that doesn't negate your responsibility to uh, do your job as and act as that oversight and accountable accountable entity um, over the executive branch. Right. Uh, otherwise, we're gonna if if there is no accountability then there's zero reason for us to believe that the Biden administration will stop their corrupt abuse of power. TulsiGabbard.com. Go there and consume everything she does. She's an amazing American, also Lieutenant Colonel, U.S. Army Reserves. Uh, last minute or so on this, Tulsi, you've been very loud about, about men competing against women uh, in sports. I've had Riley Gaines on several times. She's an amazing young, young woman who, by the way, should be in dental school right now, should not be out fighting the fight, but she feels strong. Like, her athletic career is over collegiately. She's fighting for those who come after her. We're, we're seeing the best biker, the best female biker, weightlifter, bodybuilder, um, swimmer, uh, marathon runner, they're all they're all men. The the best female, all of those categories I just said, and then some are all men. And then Bud Light is is like what changed the tide in America. What what makes me crazy is that okay, they went after our beer. Now we're mad. Um, what should happen with this? It's it's a very simple biological question. Should men compete against women? The answer, of course, is no. But what should happen legislatively? What should happen uh, in an uprising by the American people to make it so? This is stupid now. Well, pay, pay attention to the hypocrisy of, of the Democratic Party and Democratic leaders when questioned about this basic biological question, and uh, their, their response is some version of, well, gosh, I mean, this is such a small number of people, like a fraction of a fraction of a percent of, of so-called trans kids in school that this impacts, you know, people who are worked up about this are blowing it out of proportion, and yet at the same time, they have made it their top priority 
to cater to this, in their words, a very inconsequential number of people at the expense of all, all women yes. and girls uh, who are directly impacted by this. So, you know, they are, they are simultaneously trying to diminish the impact while yet making it a priority and not really focusing on the true consequence, which is the erasure of women and girls. Uh, so for, for those who are listening and, and maybe who haven't been paying attention to this because you don't have uh, daughters or there's something that doesn't impact you personally, recognize that this is bigger than Title IX. Yes. Uh, the effect on women and girls and the erasure of us as a sex is happening right before, their, right before our eyes. The bigger issue here is if they can do it to us, if they can uh, completely deny the biological fact of the difference between males and females, then they can make up their own so-called truth and facts about anything, anything under the sun, and then use the force of government in order to uh, force us to accept, uh, accept that insanity. That is the bigger point here. That, that we all need to understand and why we all need to do our best in whatever way we can to stand up against this. This is about truth yes. and the existence of objective truth. If we allow them to get rid of that, the truth becomes whatever they say it is, and they've got the force of government to be able to ensure we comply with whatever it, that truth may be. I'm old enough to have been around when Title IX happened, and I asked my gym teacher, what is Title IX? And it made sense to me that girls get the same opportunities as boys at, at publicly funded institutions. Yeah. I've got five daughters, so this is the hill I'll die on. Uh, I, I'm not going to stop this fight. I won't have anybody you know, tell me I've got to call a, a man a woman, or I've got to accept that Shaquille O'Neal, if he feels like it, can go play in the WNBA. It doesn't make any sense. He's, he's 7 one three forty. What is What is somebody going to do against that? He'll, be, he'll score 800 points a game. So th- this is the hill that exactly. I'm willing to die on, and I think a lot of Americans are as well. And I really appreciate your voice being loud behind this. Thank you, Joe. Thank you for continuing to be a voice for truth and sanity in these insane times. I appreciate you. Doing the best I can. Keep your voice loud as well. TulsiGabbard.com. Check out her show. Also, um, uh, make sure you see her on any of the social medias that she's on. What she's laying down every day is truly American and truly great. Tulsi, thanks. Appreciate you making the time. Thank you. Great talking to you, Joe. Aloha. Okay, aloha. We're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags. We appreciate Tulsi Gabbard coming on. That was the full interview. I'll put that up on uh, Rumble later. JoePags.com. Go there, click on the Rumble link, and you'll see all my stuff. You just click on the word watch. In the drop-down menu, you can go see all the interviews. I've been putting them up all week. People asking me about them. There they are. John Katsimatini's next hour, the CEO of Red Apple Group. That and a whole lot more on the Joe Pag Show. Stay here. Joe Pag.